0: When I was 12 years old, I got invited by my neighbor, Doug McCarthy, to come to a concert. Uh, I didn't go to church, uh, my family didn't go to church, got invited to go to the campus of Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa and experience this band, this punk rock band called Undercover. Does anyone in their 40s or 50's remember Undercover? You. I got there, and I just couldn't believe how comfortable I was. I didn't get it. It was my first real church experience, and I was having a good time. I felt safe. Uh, there were people there that maybe looked a little punk-ish, punk ish punk rockish, but they seemed friendly, and I just, it was a great experience. I don't know why I felt so comfortable there. And then shortly thereafter, I became a Christian that summer, and had more experiences in church gatherings, and even long-term, some big experiences, one at Mile High Stadium at a Promise Keepers event, and another Promise Keepers event at DC, the DC Mall. Uh, Incredible community experience I had there, and I just wondered, what is it about these gatherings that are so significant? And I'm reminded, in the book of Acts, if you brought your Bible or your smartphone, you can just... uh, Just search for Acts chapter 2. I'm going to read a few verses here. Verses 46 uh, and following describes the community of the early church. Here it is. Every day, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. How did they eat together? With glad and sincere hearts. These were happy people. They were praising God. <laughs> they were praising who? God. <laughs> When's the last time you just orally said praise God? <laughs> praise God for rain this week, right? <laughs> praise Him. They praised God and they enjoyed the favor of all the people, which is incredible because they were in Jerusalem, which was a high, um, a very polarizing Uh, location for the gospel. This is shortly after the resurrection of Christ and Christianity was still considered um, a sect, uh, a uh, a cult, and uh, they're right there in the epicenter of the cultural um, polarization of uh, Judaism from the way, is what they called it, or Christianity. And these Christ followers gather unashamedly, boldly, to be together daily Not only in the temple courts of Jerusalem, but also in their homes, breaking bread, enjoying meals together. And the scripture says, and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. People were giving their life to Jesus Christ. Uh, And on one occasion, some 3,000 people uh, committed their life to Jesus Christ through baptism. Uh, Baptism is that occasion where we publicly declare our commitment to Jesus, if that's a decision uh, that you have yet to make, it's your next step. Let me know or someone know, write it on our uh, Connect card in the program. Let us know. That's the step I want to learn about for 2017. Uh, we've shared with you at Adventure that our mission is to bring Jesus' hope to an imperfect world. We shared that last week. That's our mission. And today, in just the next few minutes, Uh, I want to tell you about the first piece of our strategy. Our strategy is threefold. It is going to help direct uh, all the decision-making we make. We especially want to make certain that there are next steps always available within each strategy. The first one is similar to what I read in Acts chapter 2. It's this idea of engaging with God and with others. We want to have moments where we engage with God and with others. And that passage I read is very clear, that the early church was experiencing the presence of God. The early church was experiencing the power of Jesus. In fact, uh, the Apostle Paul, one of Jesus' uh, key uh, co-workers who changed the Roman world, wrote to the Corinthian church, and he said that when you gather, the power of the Lord Jesus is present. The power of the Lord Jesus is present. In just a moment, we're going to move quickly in our service, and we're going to actually take a moment to invite that power to be present with us, or to simply just clarify to God that you want the power of His Son in you, present with you. And we're going to do something the early church did on Sundays uh, by taking an initial step to remember Christ's. Uh, crucifixion, his substitutionary death on the cross, his death, burial, and resurrection. We're going to remember that moment by taking a piece of unleavened bread like the early church did and uh, eating of it at your own speed. Our communion's open to all believers uh, and then taking of the juice when you're ready. And during that time, I I want to encourage you to pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, fill me with your presence. Lord Jesus, be present with me. Lord Jesus, be present with me. Again, it was Paul, Jesus, a real, very influential co-worker who said that when you gather, the presence, the power of the Lord Jesus is present, 1 Corinthians chapter 5. And I, I think we get a very assuming, we get very comfortable, we get casual about the power of Jesus that is not only here when Christ Christ's followers gather, but that is within us. Uh, I'm going to lead you in a prayer, and then you're going to be served communion, and you participate as soon as you're ready. Heavenly Father, we just paused this morning to ask that you would fill us with overflowing, with the presence of Jesus Christ. Now, fill us with that presence. Amen.